Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 301. Fire, 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 fire. Today's most inspiring entrepreneurs delivered straight to you seven days a week. This is Entrepreneur on Fire. Fire. Here is your host, who is always, always prepared to ignite, John Lee Dumas. Entrepreneur on Fire. Fire. Namaste, Fire Nation. And guess what? LegalZoom wants to help you get your business started right. Visit LegalZoom.com where you'll find award-winning services developed by the best legal minds in the country. Enter Fire in the referral box at checkout for your discount today. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Tom Hunt. Tom, are you prepared to ignite... Yes, sir. All right. Tom is the founder of 7th Rise Cornwall and Hunter. He also runs an authentic outdoor courses specializing in fishing, foraging, wild food preparation, and bushcraft. By definition, he's never had a proper job. He's always felt it more important to do what he believes in, to make his own rules, and to find and make his own opportunities in life. I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, Tom, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Well, um, I've always been into um, into the outdoors, into fishing since I was very young, about four years old. Um, and it's been a wonderful journey for me, really. But the last few years has seen me commit towards, uh, towards creating uh, a company. I've had uh, exponential growth in it, and it's fantastic. And, uh, and to be honest, I wish I'd done it sooner. So, Tom, give us just a quick little rundown of your company. We're going to dive more into it later in the interview, but just to give Fire Nation exactly what it means to be bushcraft and food preparation and foraging. Okay, so um, we run a variety of really hands-on courses. Uh, I don't necessarily believe in giving people a nice experience and then they just go home. I think that satisfaction is gained through being hands-on. So we we uh, run courses that allow people to get hands-on with butchery, starting their own fires, making their own shelters, doing their own fishing, uh, understanding the plants uh, that we can use in cooking, using traditional cooking techniques. And although it's very basic, it's very very satisfying and we've got a huge backlog of uh, of customers now that keep coming back because we really provide something that they don't get in in their city lives so tom are you one of those guys that watches the show lost and you're like wow if i was in that situation i would dominate that island <laughs> if i watched uh tv john then i'm sure i'd watch lost i i, I do know about it but i i genuinely live in the woods uh, got no no internet access, no phone signal, uh, and no TV. So um, it's a beautiful existence, but I've had to come to a special location to uh, to get hold of you today. Well, we're really excited about that, and I'm really impressed with the interface of your website, the user experience, and the fact that you do live out in the woods and that you're not connected on a daily basis. And basically, just to kind of fill you in, Lost, you know, they crash land on an island, and it's about people having to... to to survive on this deserted island, I just kind of picture you as being somebody that could really do a pretty solid job surviving in that kind of circumstance. I'd uh, I'd be a pretty good leader in something like that. Yeah, it's. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
in fact, I've just been having some discussions recently with the BBC and BBC Worldwide as well about the potential of doing uh, basically placing me in the middle of nowhere uh, in order to survive. So, um, yeah, um, watch this space. But that looks like a really interesting documentary idea. Very cool. Well, we'll definitely track that progress, Tom. Best of luck in that. And here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we do love starting our interviews off with a success quote to get that motivational ball rolling for all this great information about foraging and bushcraft that's coming up. So take it away. So my quote for the day is, um, no one will ever know the glory beyond the pain that they're not willing to accept. Uh, it's from a, um, from a guy called uh, Dean Carnazes, uh, and he's an ultra marathon runner, uh, and he's very, very good in the mental terms. He's got a very strong mental outlook, and uh, he just absolutely dominates on the scene. And I just think it's a wonderful quote, you know. So for any of you, your entrepreneurs out there that are kind of feeling a bit of pain, whether it's financial pain, whether it's, you know, fear of something, you know, you've really got to get through that pain, and that's when your glory comes you know that's when you hit success that's when your company goes big um you know not not turning it down turning it up you know so um to get through that pain that's where the glory sits so tom i love that message for so many reasons but take it down to the ground level share with us a story of when you went through that pain and came out on the other side turning it up really take us there we want to hear the story Okay, so um, uh, the reason that my company is called Seventh Rise was because uh, I used to have uh, a bit of a bit of an ordinary existence. I used to work in the building trade for six days of the week, and and I used to really struggle getting out of bed. I now have made the decision to uh, to really commit towards what I love. And uh, fishing and foraging and being outdoors was the thing that I always did on a Sunday. So I've called my company Seventh Rise because it represents the feeling of when I used to get up on a Sunday to do these things I love. I now do it every day of the week. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. So what was actually the pain that you got through? The, the pain for me was really the ability to make the decision to commit to that. It's, it's a safety thing. I think a lot of people really struggle with, with safety. Uh, and I used to pick a safe existence because I was kind of okay at the building trade. And, uh, but it was very ordinary. Uh, and really to, to pursue your dreams, you need to, to go through that pain. Me personally, um, it actually became quite easy because uh, a few years ago I was diagnosed with cancer. Um, so the pain for me was really, I didn't know my existence. It had no certainty anyway. So that was the point at which I decided, you know, I may as well, might as well take a punt on this thing called life and really go for it. Um, and that was an interesting time uh, in my life. And, uh, and I, I genuinely say I, I, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. So, yeah, it's, it's an, odd, an odd path that I've had, but wow, it's a beautiful one, man. Well, it's obvious that you are resonating with that, that the beauty is just burning within and it's coming out to everything that you're doing, to everything that you're creating. And that's why it's so special because you're truly passionate about it, Tom. And that's what happens when people touch things that they're passionate about, when people create things that they have a burning desire behind. And that's why I love interviewing people like yourself who have gone out there and done that. Their backs were against the wall for one reason or another. In your case, it was cancer. Just flick that switch and you said, 
said, no more, no more six days of struggling to get out of bed. I'm going to make that seven days a week that I jump out of bed ready to claim and conquer life. So Tom, let's go back to a time in your journey because you've had a journey as an entrepreneur where there's been successes, but there's also been failures. And we want to talk about a failure story right now. When you just fell flat in your face and you really had to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, reevaluate, and then move forward in maybe a different direction. Share with us that story and how you overcame that. Okay, so um, I've I've completely self-financed my company. And, uh, and you do, you hit lows, you hit some tremendous highs as well. But uh, one of the lows was really the moment that, um, that I'd, I'd basically run out of money. I was reinvesting all of the money um, and, and I'd got to the point where I was thinking or I thought I was going to be able to get a bank loan and, and I got rejected and I thought to myself, oh, like I seriously thought it was going to have to fold. But um, I think you know, you've got to pick yourself up. That's why you need that, that passion that you were just talking about, because that is the energy that's going to take you through. So Tom, take us to that day when the actual loan did not come through. What did you do? What were your actions following that picked you up off of that rock bottom? After sort of going home and, and genuinely considering the fact that it might have been folding, um, I, was in, I was in kind of two minds and it just required me to make the decision that um, I had to find a way, you know, not find an excuse, not get 10 years down the line and look back and go, oh, I wish I'd done this or that. I just had to find a way. So what specifically did you do to find a way? I basically just started contacting people. I was contacting all of my friends, all of my family um, about trying to find out some financial options and really just, you know, who was willing to help. Um, off the back of that, I've, I've managed to create, uh, uh, we've created a team here now with 19 people and, uh, and 15 of the 19 don't currently get paid. Um, and, it, and I actually learned that during the time. So although at the time it was a very low point and I, you know, I thought we might fold from the back of that, I learned a story that really was um, that there's more value in something than just money, than just costs. When you offer people opportunity, um, they really wanted to grab it and they wanted to be part of the, the business. They wanted to be part of the, the social side of it as well. Um, and, and I offered them opportunity in if they wanted to bring their services, their work, their value, their products towards it, we could sell it as a community project as well. So I got a lot of people on board and, and really it was just a community thing that saved me. So yeah, it was, it was really interesting times. <laughs> Fascinating journey. Fascinating journey, Tom. And you're right. You do hit those lows. And that's sometimes when you have these mind shift breakthroughs, when you hit that bottom, because then you have to get out, you have to try different things. And for you is reaching out to a community of people and realizing, you know what, I could have approached these people if I had gotten this big fat bank loan, offer to pay them money. I'm sure they would have taken it. But at the same time, I had nothing. I had nothing to offer except the experience. And sometimes people do just want to be a part of something. They want to belong to a tribe, a family, a community community that's supporting them, that's motivating them onto bigger and better things. So you share with us that really deep, dark low. Give us one of those tremendous highs that you mentioned. Share with us that moment. I think there's there's a few actually, but one in particular was just, we're really looking for like national exposure. Um, the reason that I've got a community behind me is because I'm asking them to be part of history. I really want to start from nothing, start from scratch 
uh, uh, bring the love together, for want of a better phrase, you know, and create a national brand that is financially sustainable as well. And um, when you start to get recognition in terms of uh, national newspapers and, uh, and national and even international uh, TV projects wanting to come and check out what you're about. An international podcast called Entrepreneur on Fire. Exactly, my man. Um, you know, that is a really big, uh, it's kind of a, you know, really resonates that we must be doing something right. Um, we're growing so quickly. We're looking for another premises already. Uh, and really, for me, it's not just the kind of the growth and the, the statistics, the financials, the metrics. It's really about how empowered are people feeling how many people want to get involved in this in terms of a community project and we've just got a queue of people wanting to fit in somehow and a lot of them don't even know how yet but that's what we're doing we're trying to find a way that they can all bring value bring something to the table um and really commit to it so um it's just, it's so interesting. You know, one end you've often got, uh, you know, just very business-based stuff. It's all metrics and bottom line. At the other end, you kind of got charity and community models. And with, I'm trying to make this really interesting mix so that, so that these people who are wanting to commit their time and their effort and their energy now will get paid back financially, you know, in the end. Uh, and I think to, just to be able to grow it together is just, it's just so fantastic. Wow. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to tracking your progress because, Tom, you just have some really cool and specifically unique things going on because you don't hear about this every day, which is why I was so excited to bring you on the show because you're almost the opposite of what we normally have. We normally have people that are so connected in the online world that have massive audiences, massive fans, you know, like your Seth Godin with his hundreds of thousands of followers. But then we have you who spends most of his time disconnected just out in the woods, forging, doing your thing, but at the same time, building your own audience, your own tribe. So let's continue forward in your journey, Tom, because again, you're our spotlighted guest. We want to hear another story, this one specifically being about an aha moment that you had when this light bulb just went off and you said, you know what? Yes, this resonates with me, myself. This resonates with my potential community out there. And then what actions did you take, Tom, following that moment to turn it into success? An interesting point of the company that we run is that uh, we actually offer a what's called a digital detox. And one of the incredible aha moments I had came about through, uh, it was a bit random really, you know, basically down down at the premises where we run all of our courses, uh, down at the headquarters, we get very little uh, phone signal anyway. Um, and what I really noticed was that people... Do you ever notice when people, even when they're having lunch together, they're constantly on their phones? And even if it's in their pocket, they're constantly connected to it. 20% of their mind is just constantly thinking, you know, what emails are coming in, what, what Facebook messages, what Twitter. And let me break in here for a second, Tom. There always a certain bandwidth of that mind that's just trying to feel for the vibration of that phone, giving them a message. Always. Exactly. You know, and I wanted to create an environment that, that just gave people context in terms of saying there's great things about Twitter, but there's also costs to Twitter. There's great things about technology, uh, but there's costs. Uh, and likewise, there's great things about living in the woods, but there's also costs. So really, for me, it was about um, being able to offer an experience to people that was very different to their normal life. But if we just hit, you know, some key points this this emotional 
connection that came through when people really give each other their attention, when they really connect with one another, you know, friends that haven't seen each other for so long because they so-called haven't got any time, you know, but when they make the time, suddenly you enter a different level of satisfaction in your life. And, and I really think that we, we just offer values, but I had this fantastic moment just thinking, banning phones, Wow, that's pretty risky, you know, because uh, I know how connected people are to them. But it's just been so successful. It's amazing. Um, people can't wait to throw their phones in this little bag that we've got <laughs> and, uh, and get it tucked away for the weekend. They, they have this weight that comes off their shoulders and, uh, and they really get stuck into um, to the woodland lifestyle that we've got. And it's, yeah, it's brilliant. In fact, we get a few people fighting too, not wanting to give them up, but that's the rules. Yep, some people fight, but I think you're so right. I can see that, that so many people embrace that because what you're doing, Tom, by standing up as the leader and saying, there are no phones allowed, you're taking away any guilt that the people are having for potentially offering or volunteering to give up that connection. You're taking that away. You're just, there's, then they can just reconcile with themselves. Well, you know what? That's part of it. I have no say in it. Tom is the leader. I need to follow him. I have no guilt in handing my phone over because I have no other option. And they go forward with that and that just takes it away and then that release just happens. And I'm sure you can almost see that weight being lifted off their shoulders of what could that next phone call bring? What could that next email bring? Is it going to ruin this vacation? Is it going to ruin my day? Is it going to slap on another 10 hours of work doing something that I hate? Who knows? But now that's gone. I am disconnected. I'm back to my roots. So Tom, let's bring out just one clear lesson that you learned from that entire experience of that aha moment that you went through? The one lesson that I've learned from that is that despite what we think, we don't always know the answer until we really try. You know, a lot of people fight, uh, but they've just got to give it a go because on the other side of it, it's pretty much similar back to my original quote, you know, no one will ever know the glory beyond the pain they're not willing to accept. You know, they think it's painful to give their phone up for a weekend, but then actually there's a lot of glory on the other side. And, and really, we're just kind of teaching people um, to, to just just give it a try. Just uh, respect yourself for the weekend. Respect your time. Fascinating. Tom, have you had an I've made it moment? I've had quite a few, actually. I think just in terms of going from the building trade, whenever I look back, you know, give myself a bit of context, I always just think, wow, you know, and not in a am boasting sort of way, just in a I'm very proud of what I've created sort of way. Looking back and just thinking, you know, I used to be a guy that just worked on building sites and that's not a bad thing, but it was a bad thing for me because I always believed I had more inside myself. So whenever I look back, I just think, you know, we've built this team. We've got 19 people. It's constantly growing. We're looking, you know, the financial side's good. We've got we've got so many opportunities. We're entering the product market. We're entering the online market. And it's just uh, every time I look at that, that's it's just fantastic. So, you know, the whole experience, I, I can't recommend it to the listeners enough. You know, there's no need for you to just live your existence any longer with something that, that is just that's average. You know, I think the beauty of life comes in being able to make extraordinary decisions and follow our dreams. So you've got to go for it somehow find a way. So, Tom, I truly find what you've created very inspiring. What I would like you to do now 
let's walk Fire Nation through an example of what would happen if we showed up there for one of these experiences that you've created. Let's start from step one and then take us through this. Tell us the story. I'm walking in the door. I'm saying, hey, Tom, it's John from Entrepreneur Fire. Love the interview we did six months ago. I'm here for a digital blitz. Like, get me out of that. Here's my phone. I'm yours. Let's go. Well, well, first of all, um, we'd actually be meeting down on the jetty because we're completely isolated. So we've got no roads or anything, but we're Love right on it. the river. So I'd give you a boat journey to get to our premises first. Um, and that's really important. I'd then, um, I'd then explain the ethos about what we're about, about community values, um, but also about you know financials and metrics as well. I want to be everything. I want to be able to give back to the community. I want to be able to contribute. Um, I want to be able to help local people. And you'll meet some of those people over the weekend in terms of our food suppliers and and the people that run some of our courses. Um, We then probably pretty quickly get into a woodland experience. I teach you how to, you know, the basics of how to make a fire. We do all of our cooking over fire. Uh, And then we'd probably get stuck in pretty quick with uh, get you skinning a rabbit or skinning a deer. So um, pretty hands on, very satisfying. Uh, And that would be going towards dinner for the evening as well. Um, and we'd, we'd probably end up with um, maybe a little canoe ride on the uh, on the river uh, in the evening as the sun's going down with a little rod over the edge trying to catch a fish. Okay, I'm in. When can I come? <laughs> <laughs> so do you mostly do weekend getaways? What's the extent? Do you sometimes do a one day, two days, three day weekends, or do you even do weeks at a time? We do. Um, we used to do one days. We don't do those anymore because it really requires a commitment of, of time to immerse yourself down there. Um, we do weekends, we do week courses and we and last year we actually launched for the first time a month long experience and we did it in the winter. So it was cold, it was frosty. We got no central heating. We got wood, wood burners, but we got no gas, no central heating, no running water. So it's all collecting your water out of the stream. And, and, you know, to come for a month is a huge challenge for a lot of these people, but it's so real, you know, that's what they love about it. It's absolutely authentic. I live this lifestyle. The team is down there all the time. And, uh, and I think people that are sick of their kind of city life, that are questioning a few things, want, want a bit of space to find out some stuff, it works really well for the month-long uh, experience for those guys. What is one of the most powerful transformations that you've witnessed one of your attendees going through? Oh, my record currently sits at, uh, at 19 years. It was a decision that a girl had not managed to make for 19 years. And, and it was a massive, it was the number one source of pain in her. Um, she came down and saw the way that we, the, the way that we lived, the community spirit. Um, and, you know, I, I know some sort of cognitive stuff as well. I do a bit of life coaching and mentoring. And I just had a few chats uh, uh, with her and explained, I just laid it on the table and uh, and after an hour and a half chat, she went up and, and basically completely reversed this, the decision that she'd been wanting to make for 19 years, but not managed to. So after that, you know, she completely changed where she lived. She went and quit her job uh, within 10 days, had another job uh, in the industry that she wanted to be in. And really for her, it was just uh, she needed to be able to get over um, it was a fear. It was a fear of, you know, she was holding on to safety of some sort. And, and I think we just teach people that life is just one massive adventure and we can have fun with it and it doesn't need to be flat. 
Um, but, you know, it requires you to be in the game. And, and she was ready. She was willing. And she's just completely flipped her life around from the experience that we delivered. And uh, she's earning more money. She's healthier. And, uh, and she's got a much more compelling future now. So, um, you know, it's really satisfying to be able to have that effect on people. And, and that happens quite regularly. What a story. That's inspiring on multiple levels. And Tom, what I would like you to do right now is just share with our listeners one thing that's really exciting you about Seventh Rise right now. Right now, I am super excited about entering the product and the online market. It's something that um, I don't have much experience in, but we are bringing together a range of people um, that are hand-making products. So we're having handmade knives, handmade chopping boards, handmade uh, clothing products, knitted hats. Uh, and, and it's so exciting to watch these people come into the family of Seventh Rise to be able to bring their knowledge and their experience and their products. And we, we put the stamp and the label on it and they get, they get paid really well. That's a massive important part for me so that they can create you know, a better change in their lives, better change in their community to go on to do these things that they love a bit more. And, uh, and I can just see it going really big too. So um, that's super exciting for me at the moment. I'm stoked about that. Well, on that note, going really big, in just a couple sentences, what is your vision for the future? Within three years, we will be a national brand. Um, so we have a definition that our, our current demographic, 25 to 35, at least 50% of the guys in the UK in that demographic will at least know what Seventh Rise stands for, what it represents. Um, whether they've been for an experience or whether they bought one of our products, that will be different. But I'm very, very keen on... Um, on being able to, to be British, to sell British and to, and to really employ and support British people and, and, and the British economy. So we're going to have all of our products made in the UK, um, many of them handmade uh, and, and paying some really fair wages and giving people the opportunity to, to it's like growing a mini business within our business, if that makes sense. So um, to be able to split it up and uh, yeah, that's, it's, it's so exciting right now. Super exciting. And can you raise your demographic to 40? Because I'm almost 34 and I hate thinking that I'm on the higher end of that. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding, Tom. You're as young as the woman we feel. Isn't that right? <laughs> <laughs> Love Lord, it. I know. I'm single and I live in the woods. There you go. So, Tom, we're going to break in and thank our sponsor, LegalZoom. You might think that securing legal protection is only necessary after you get called out. But let me tell you something. If you're ready to start your business, then the time to secure legal protection is now. LegalZoom can help start and maintain businesses with incorporation and LLC filings, trademarks, and copyrights. The best part is LegalZoom offers affordable legal protection that you can trust. And when you join LegalZoom, you're joining three dozen companies from the Inc. 500 list who got their start through LegalZoom as well. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but they can connect you to an attorney and provide self-help services at your specific direction. If you're a parent or an entrepreneur, don't wait any longer. Visit LegalZoom.com, enter fire in the referral box, and protect what's yours. So Tom, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round, and this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? That sounds good. I'll keep it brief. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Fear of the unknown, fear of uncertainty. I think that's most people's. 
What is the best advice you've ever received? Get yourself some context and get around successful people. If you don't know what you want, something's going to hit you anyway. So it's really important to get around people that are, are positive and successful anyway. Absolutely. We've said it multiple, multiple times. Jim Rohn's famous quote, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So Fire Nation, who are you spending your most time with? What is one specific action listeners can take in the next 24 hours, Tom, to bring them one step closer to their dreams? Make a committed decision. Decision. Tony Robbins, oh, I watch so much of that. He is the decision master. Like every, That's where everything starts. So once you commit the decision, you then have to follow it. Okay, so not a dip your toe in, maybe, maybe not, like absolutely commit. So sign up to a course, uh, send an email, just do something that you're committed to and then it will start to roll because you'll put yourself in a must situation. You'll have to. Do you have an internet resource, Tom, like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? I don't have an internet one because I don't have much much signal with the, with the internet, but... Um, I'm a pen and paper pad, man. <laughs> um, I think just to be able to get the thoughts out of your head and onto paper or, or on the screen is just uh, definitely the first step that really helps. So um, yeah, get it out there. Get it out there. All right. We're going tribal. We're going bushcraft, pen and paper. So Fire Nation, you can get the links to everything that we've talked about in today's episode by going to entrepreneuronfire.com slash Tom Hunt, and that's Tom with an H, T-H-O-M. So Tom, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? It'd be the four-hour work week. Uh, Tim Ferriss, what, like, just brilliant, totally breaks the rules. Um, and if uh, I think a lot of your guys would have probably read it already. But if they haven't, get hold of a copy. It is invaluable in terms of thinking differently. We don't have to buy into the old nine-to-five system. Design your own life and think differently. It's awesome. Totally recommend it. Huge. Yeah. And back in January, we had Tim Ferriss on the show for 51 minutes. He just talked about mindset, breaking the rules. Great episode. Great book. And Fire Nation, if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to EO firebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. So Tom, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, and come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I think the answer for me, because I've been thinking about this one a little bit, uh, the answer for me actually lay in the question. And in the question, it says you've already got the experience and knowledge, okay? So when you learn stuff, you own that knowledge, okay? I know I own experience and knowledge, and I'm a good storyteller. So I think the first thing I would do is invest in a train ticket somewhere and send a bunch of emails to schools, to business corporations, to um, anyone that was interested in in entrepreneur or, or um, mentoring or, or just lifestyle architecture, lifestyle design, and I would I'd go and give talks because um, I already own the information. Um, I think 
many of your guys are probably product based, so they would invest their five hundred bucks in uh, in in products to then sell and grow. But um, I would invest in in just getting in front of people uh, because I always I just believe in people. So uh, you know if I've I always set myself a challenge whenever I do public speaking. I have to get at least five leads. Five people come up to me afterwards um, and say, oh, I really want you to come and do another talk for us, um, you know, because that's when it grows. So you pick the right words with the right energy and the right context in the right order and, uh, and you got yourself a winner. That's what I believe. Well, I believe that you're correct for a lot of reasons. Even the biggest product guys, Tom, when we really break it down to this level and this question, they always come back with the connections and the networks and the relationships. So these successful entrepreneurs, including yourself, realize that that is where it lies. It lies in the relationships and the connections and networks that you're making. And Tom, I have just really enjoyed this twist on Entrepreneur on Fire, going bushcraft on it, so to speak, of getting out there, seeing something different, seeing that digitally unplugged in this world where we're typically looking for more things to plug into. So thank you for sharing this very unique perspective on life and give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then share how we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. My one parting piece of guidance is um, you've got to answer your own questions. Uh, and, and by that, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm an absolute expert in finding my own sweet spot. I don't expect people to come and live in the woods or digitally detox the whole time, but that's my sweet spot. So really the question is you've got you to find your sweet spot. And the beauty is everyone's different. You know, that's what makes the world so exciting. Um, if anyone wants to contact me or come and live in the woods for a month, uh, come for a British Cornwall experience, please do. You can find me on uh, at seventh underscore rise on Twitter, or also my personal one is uh, at three hungry boys Tom, and uh, and yeah, uh, www.seventhrise.co.uk. Tom, Fire Nation is well aware they can find the links of everything that we've talked about in today's episode, your contact information at eofire.com. Click that podcast tab and find Tom hanging out in the archives. Tom, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your bushcraft experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much, my man. Cheers. Peace out. Fire Nation. Have you seen the video I just created on FireNationElite.com yet? If not, I think you're going to want to see this. In this video, I talked about my passion for the new elite mastermind community we're creating, Fire Nation Elite. I'd love for you to visit the site and check out the video to learn more about Fire Nation Elite. Then, if you're interested, fill out an application and schedule your one-on-one 15-minute chat with me today. That's FireNationElite.com. And now it's time to thank our five-star reviews. Nicholas the Teacher, inspired by EOF, love it. Lingle Tyler, Mark Flingus, Stephen Reichwalder, Elijah Kwa, Robette Brown, Salmon89, and Joe H10. Thank you so much for supporting Entrepreneur on Fire. And I look forward to thanking everyone who does the same. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.